I'm starting to get the feeling that in life there are two types of people. The first type have too much time on their hands. And the second type have too much talent, too much drive, too much ambition that it seems as if they're trying to squeeze 28 out of a 24-hour day. And our guest this week on Key Africans Unlocked definitely falls in the latter category, Kofi Ofori Boateng. And depending on who you speak to, some people will say, oh yeah, we know him, the author. Some people will say, oh, we know him, the actor and the model. Some people will say, we know him, the musician, the rapper. He wears many hats. And so Zubz and I sat down with him to do what we do, unlock his story. Key Africans Unlocked. Happy Thursday, people. Uh, Zubz, how's it going? Good. Since cool. the last time we spoke. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the last last time uh, on, on the chat, oh, you know, I make reference to the fact that Zubs is weak. Why do you always do this <laughs> at, at the beginning of every part? It's ridiculous. I don't have to explain it, but that's <laughs> ridiculous. It up, you know? go ahead, go ahead. No, I always tease him about how his weak is dependent beast, on the result of his football team. It, it, it's, it's old, it's tired. I won't even go there anymore. Okay. Can I tell you what happened? Yeah. The one time on our podcast, I said to him, I have had a bad week because of Arsenal. Ever since oh. then, all he ever does at the beginning of podcasts is talk about and, and you know, how's with, your with week. The, with, the, with, the way, with the way the the team rolls every week, you know that that greeting can be valid. So, so <laughs> I can bad already bad week, bad week. I can already <laughs> tell that like the the bulk of my attention is going to be going to you in this conversation. <laughs> <laughs> Let me guess, I'm not the Chelsea fan on the part. No, actually, like no, but um, I don't really follow it, but I know that that uh. Wenger just keeps priming his boys for a serious drubbing every single, every single year. It's the same yeah. old thing. So I feel for you guys, man. I really do. Yeah, yeah. You're right. Up. You're only going to be talking to him the whole time. <laughs> <laughs> no, man. Okay, so out, out with the football. Let's let's give a good intro to to coffee. Coffee is a man who wears many hats. So, um, of, I mean, he's he's doing modeling on big budget TV ads. Um, he is also an author. He's written a book. But I was, I was saying I should share the story of how I met uh, Kofi. So, 2011, yeah. we, we were prepping my album, and uh, our mutual friend Inyambo, aka mm. Inyams, mm. I think is the link, you know, in many yeah. respects between us. Yeah. Uh, he, I, I was in the UK, and there was a, a verse that was needed for one of the songs. The song was tentatively titled Greener Pastures. Mm -hmm. So I had done the first verse, and we're looking for somebody to to do the following verse, you know. So he sent me this thing. So I'm in the kitchen. You know, you know how it is when you're at your in-laws, you know, you're helping out. <laughs> and then I put the earphones on from this song um, thing that Nyamza sent. So I listen to the first part and it's my verse, you know, then I forward a bit. Then I hear my voice saying words that I've never said. <laughs> so I'm like, what is going on here? I rewind, you know, because the resonance and stuff in in, in your voice was so okay. similar to 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 my, That's a you huge know. Compliment. So I was like, you're... it freaked me out a bit. So I'm like, what's yeah. this guy? <laughs> Huge compliment right there. You right? Know, that is a huge yeah, compliment. And huge then, uh, compliment. It, no, 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 man. It's just, you know. So, so huge yeah, we, we finished the song. We completed that song. And we also on a song together with Zubs um, yeah. on that same album, Flowers, Needles, Drum Beats. Another huge compliment. Which is something that we have, you know. You in know, common. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, so that's the foundation of how I met you, yeah. man. Yeah. yeah. So you thought, you know, there was a competitor out there. You thought there was someone out there like, better than you at doing you. Is that how you met him? Yeah, is what yeah, you're trying yeah, to say. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. There was a better version of Chilu out there. That's that's antelope. That's with this coffee guy. Even the beard, you know, I'm trying to get my gray on. And look at, you know, he doubles the volume. The volume just doesn't. It's the conditioner. It's, 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 yeah. And you know, it's a blessing, man, to, to first of all, you know, be your comrade, your friend, your brother and also to have you on the pod mentor don't forget that 
Yeah, welcome. Man, my mentor. Yeah. Oh, he's your mentor. Oh, yeah. Nice. Yeah. Looks like you're mentoring everybody out yeah. here in Johannesburg. Uh, Brown, yeah, man, I, think, I think people don't know the meaning of the word. You know what I mean? <laughs> just kind of about. No, he just like drops knowledge like, oh, okay, all right. <laughs> Quietly. What are you doing? Uh, nothing. <laughs> <laughs> Don't drive. Yeah, we walk around with our phones on record every time we have meetings with you. Be- yeah, he doesn't home. know. Now he knows. Yeah, but that's no, kind no, of how no, we no, know. No, yeah. Hey, man, we're moving the focus. Yes. Let's put yeah, the same. spotlight the on. <laughs> Coffee or Fori Boateng. Yes. Welcome, bro. Thank you very much, gentlemen. It's good it's to have your key Africans mm. unlocked. Mm. Yeah, you know? like, that, like that right there. Goodness, key Africans. Goodness. Yo. I know, right? Hey. I know. You know, the thing Fresh. about it is, let me tell you, we decided when we started doing this podcast that... Everybody has a story to tell right. and everybody's story has gems in it, yeah. right? Yeah. So it doesn't really matter what your vibe is. Mm. It doesn't matter whether you're, you know, a coffee or Fori Boateng, you know, or, or, or an Ofi, or you know what I mean, or a Vatis, or a Chilu or Zavs, whoever. You could be anybody sitting mm. in that chair oh. and there will be all kinds of different types of people sitting in that chair. All right. Because why? Because everybody has a story to tell and right. in everybody's story, there's gems to be learned. True. And that makes you a key African to know and to unlock. Mm. Well, that's, that's, kind of our, that's kind of how we roll around here. That's what, right. we, that's what we see. For real, I can respect that. So it's good to have you here. For me personally, Pleasure I'm very happy that you're sitting in this chair because um, I didn't realize I could ever have beard envy in my life. Now I'm oh. sitting here. <laughs> Looking at Chilu and his peppers and you and your peppers. I'm sitting here going, damn. What's at what point in my life? It's the conditioner. It's all about the conditioner. And then head dye, you know. So. so it's good to have you here, man. Um, and I'm very happy that we do share a song. And now you can you can share a couple of, um, yeah, a couple of gems from your story, man. Let's start with um, who you are. How would you describe who you are? Who's Kofi Ofori Boateng? Um, real talk, just an average guy like an average everyday joe who just decided to you know get up and either pick up a microphone and spit into it or pick up a pen and write or pick up a laptop type um yeah um i'm just an ordinary guy who's just basically trying to live his dream um and make some kind of impact on the world that he lives in that's that's pretty much it um and in chasing your dream is that how you came here um yeah I okay. guess I guess it's in the process of doing that that I began to you know tap into the courage and tap into the strength to explore certain things that I'd really put off for a long time. Mm-hmm. So when uh, Chilu even talks about how we met, that was a huge dream come true for me because um, I've been spitting or rhyming since the age of about 12, 13, 14, and um, I had never really seriously worked on a project that ever got released. So. When, when someone of his caliber calls you up or Nyams calls you up and tells you, listen, like we're going to put you on someone like Chilu's project. You're like, okay. And that happened at a, at a point where um, I was ready to start chasing certain things that I've been running away from or I had been too afraid mm. to, to explore prior to that. So, yeah, just a regular guy who, who through a series of choices to do a little bit more each day has come into contact with some incredible people. Um, and you know, you really are the company that you keep. So, yeah. I'll take that. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I'll <laughs> take the same that. Frequency. <laughs> Why don't I find out? Like, to tell us a bit about you before before we met you. I mean, yeah. like, did you grow up? Um, I know you're based in South Africa now. Where, where did yeah. you grow up? You know, tell us a bit about. 
coffee before we knew coffee? Okay, uh, Kofi, born in Ghana, Cape Coast, um, to two Ghanaian parents, uh, Patrick Ofori, Dorothy Ofori. Um, seven kids. I'm the middle kid. Um, in a very interesting position, actually, because um, the first kid for my mom, because my dad was a widower, so um, the first kid for my mom, but the middle kid in the whole setup, and that's a really weird place to be in, because you get the first kid ex kid expectations from your mom, and then you expected to shut up and just fall in line. Yeah, <laughs> yeah exactly. Dad. So yeah, yeah. <laughs> it was a really weird um, setup, but it was a great one because it, it taught me um, some very, I think, valuable lessons, life lessons that I've carried throughout my my life. Um, we we lived in Ghana for about, I think, three years before we moved to Nigeria. My dad took a position in Nigeria um, in the um, Amadou Bello University Library. He was a librarian by trade. Um, and then my mom was a school teacher. She owned her own school initially. When we left Nigeria, we went back to Ghana for about a year. Um, then moved again to Lesotho with my dad. He got a job at the National University of Lesotho. We were there for a few years. Um, left Lesotho, moved to the Trans Sky. And, you know, that's where we've been. Well, um, SA has been home for pretty much the last, I think, 30 years mm. yeah so the bulk of my life has been spent in south africa but i have had the benefit of experiencing life in different continents oh sorry like different countries on the continent so, mm. yeah. i've been to cape coast yeah <clears throat> uh, yeah it's like three three hours from accra yeah three hours. yeah approximately nice yeah yeah, yeah. i've nice never space. been Never been to Ghana. And Ghana is Ghana is something else. I don't I don't know if you go back regularly, but, Not regularly, but the vibe no. of that's that that whole country, it's man. It's, it's, I yeah. have a friend of mine. <clears throat> his name is Dino. Mm. He you know he loves Ghana. Mm -hmm. He grew up in Harare in okay. the 80s and 90s when Harare was just we're very similar people I've noticed this is what he Canadian. says yeah. he says that walking around in Ghana in mm. Accra everywhere he yeah. feels like he's back in Harare in yeah. the 80s yeah. just the energy of the mm. space and the way the people interact you know mm. what has been the most striking thing about your travels what have you picked up that sticks out the most um, specifically with the countries on the continent that you've traveled in for me, I would say um, we don't we don't give ourselves enough credit as Africans, um, and we tend to focus on the negativity of, of this continent rather than on what we can learn from each other and what we could what we could contribute to each other. Mm -hmm. I think that's the biggest thing that I've picked up because no matter where I go, um, you know, we tend to shun our identity and in, in in favor of what the uh, the uh, colonial Oh, sorry. No, that's fine. Uh, masters pretty much, you know, um, thrust upon us. And it's, it's, you know, from a cultural perspective, it's great in, in, in the sense that we had that exchange. And, you know, um, it's always good to take some good from the others. But one of the most destructive things that we picked up is self-hate. Mm. And when, when you've traveled around and been exposed to the, the um, different ways of life, different traditions, different ways of thinking in these different countries, you realize that there's so much that ties us together, that binds us together. But at the same time, our differences, you know, should actually be empowering the daylights out of us as a people. But, um, you know, you you tend to pick up on the on the differences and the, almost like the weariness. And that, that, that bugs me because I think we should be way past that at this point and we should be working harder at cohering um, as, a, as a people. So you feel like our differences mm -hmm 
are what cause us to see each other as less or to see ourselves as less. When you say self-hate, what do you mm. mean? You mean like we personally feel like because we are who we are, mm. we're less? Well, um, you know, I think, and it depends on where in the continent you are, um, that you'll see a specific facet of that. Okay. Um, where, where because of, like, let's look at the education system, for example. You know, someone who has gone to what would be considered um, uh, a more African, been through uh, what's considered a more African educational system, tends to have a bit more pride in who who he or she is, mm -hmm. than someone who's been through maybe uh, like the missionary system, mm -hmm. um, the religious system, or the um, the uh, Western system, Cambridge, whatever you want to call it, mm. Oxford. That's um, interesting. You know, like tends to have you know more of a critical. I when they look at our people, because mm. like they'll always measure our people against a Western standard, um, using a Western uh, uh, lens, oh, yeah. if you will. That's interesting. Let me think. <laughs> no, I'm trying to think if I agree with that. You know, because I, I went to a school called Prince Edward. Yeah. Mm. There's nothing. Prince Edward is colonial. Mm. We did Cambridge O levels. We did mm. Cambridge A levels. Mm. We used to wear blazers, and I love that school. It was it's a beautiful school, mm. great school spirit. Yeah. Uh, all boys. Yeah. We have a wonderful, rich culture, rich tradition. Yeah. So I'm trying to think about um, what you said now, in the yeah. sense of just a different outlook of how we see ourselves mm. based on that. Mm. And I don't know if I agree. Eh? Yeah. Well, I mean, like it's a it's a fair point to make, but my thing is once again, you. You are an MC, firstly. Yeah. You're well-traveled, secondly. Yeah. You've been exposed to different, th to, to, to things that most people haven't been exposed to. True. So, so, you know, the, 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 the relationship you're going to have with others, mm -hmm. um, part of it comes from the fact that people resonated with your, um, um, identified with your music, mm -hmm. identified with what you were talking about, mm -hmm. and that, that brought you together. That's the first thing. Then the second thing is, as you traveled and you you were exposed to other people's cultures, mm -hmm. other African cultures, you found some way to fit within those cultures. True. If, if not, so 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 that gives you more open mindedness. But your your typical person who has been indoctrinated with that uh, within that system, for example, mm -hmm. who who believes that like the blazer is the only way to dress, right. the tie is the only mm -hmm. way to dress, mm -hmm. um, and starts to identify that as being a superior kind of African, for example. Mm -hmm. That's the kind of individual that I'm talking about. Got you. And, and yeah. It's, okay. it's fascinating you say that, and this might kind of maybe be off center, yeah. but I, I remember when I was, uh, when I started out working in radio, so my radio name was uh, at the time Sharpshooter. Mm. Um, <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, I actually don't, don't at the time. Can I tell you something? Intended. I don't know why he's laughing. I don't know why I'm laughing <laughs> because I'm from that era, bro. It was Sharpshooter. Well, you just shot DJ Sharpshooter. No, it actually had the bongo, so it, it, had a, it had a third of Africanness in it. It was sharpshooter okay. bongo, or bongo okay. the sharpshooter. All right. So, but... Well, <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, man. No, man. That's hilarious to me. But the thing is, there were a lot of people from that era mm -hmm. who, when I started just going by Chilulemba on radio, yeah. had uh, not really an issue with it, but it, it wasn't the cool thing to, to yeah. be, you know, to yeah. use your African first, last name mm -hmm. right. on radio, because... Mm -hmm. Um, somebody wanted to be, you know, I'm just picking the name out the hat, uh, Jerome Sanchez, or you know mm. what I mean, like a name that, that kind of makes you sound like you're, you know, you're above. I hear you. Know, you. Yeah. So right. th there's that attitude, and I'm, I'm, it, it's, 
it comes from somewhere. You know? It does. Yeah. Look, you said your parents are Dorothy and Patrick. Patrick. Mm, exactly. My parents were Catherine and George. Mm. Your parents were who? Winter and Irene. See what I'm saying? Yeah. Exactly. Do you have a, an English name? Um, okay. So here's the interesting thing. I was the only kid in the family who was born with um, without an English name. Okay. I was Kofi Boating Ofori. Mm-hmm. Boating is actually my second name, but due to a uh, um, an admin error at um, uh, the Guinean Embassy, mm. they switched the names around and made it Kofi Ofori Boating. So I'm actually Ofori. I'm, but I'm the only Ofori Boating in the family because of that. I was going to ask you because your brother Greg. Greg is Ofori. Greg Ofori, yeah. yeah. And you have an English name. You got yours is uh, Chilu Michael, but I gave Michael. myself Michael. Yeah. What do you mean you gave yourself See, Michael? Yeah, <laughs> yeah it's, uh, it's just in my book. Those can't be your own. You know, every I, I time was, you I go was, into. Listen, yeah, yeah. I go into Chilu's personal things. Yeah. I'm like, yo, so Chilu, somewhere. He's like, you read in my book. It's in my book. You read about it in the book. I'm like, what's this guy? The standard answer. Anyway, the point I was trying to say with the English names, yeah, right? Yeah, okay. Finish your point, because I can see you're itching. <laughs> Finish your point. No, no, I, I, when I was like 11 or whatever it was, uh, I was had the opportunity to be baptized into the Catholic Church. So okay. they said, what name have you chosen to be your Christian name? Mm. And MJ was popping, so it yeah. said Michael. Really? And the priest said, that's a very good name, Chilu. <laughs> he didn't know. Is like, that a real thing? <laughs> it's a real thing, man. Like, so uh, when you get baptized, is that like a Catholic thing? Yeah, yeah. I mean, when you're when you're yeah. baptized, you have to have like a, a, a Christian name yeah. that you, you know, so uh, Francis. Yeah. Oh, so you give yourself that. It's not necessarily. Yeah, I mean, you can maybe, I don't know, decide in the family, but I was one-on-one with the, the, the priest and mm. I'd already figured that there's the loophole to get, yeah. Michael. To get my name <laughs> onto, onto my documents. Shabon, man. To become official. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, I have no yeah, English right. name, but the point I was trying to raise is that they, they, at a certain point mm-hmm. in, in the generations, it yeah. seems, yeah. people have decided to make a conscious effort, a concerted effort mm-hmm. to not have English names. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. I know my, my brother, I don't have children yet, yeah. you know, um, but my brothers and my brother and sisters, um, they also kind of do the debating thing. Do, mm-hmm. I, do I give them an English name? Do mm-hmm. I give them a... Mm-hmm. And the one nephew, one niece I have who has an English name is mm-hmm. because of the dad trying to honor one of his yeah. elders, yes. you know, mm-hmm. yeah. but otherwise they would have not opted for an English name, yeah. which I find a fascinating um, thing yeah. in terms of being able to see who's better than who, yeah. what is seen as more acceptable exactly. on a yeah. general level, exactly. what downplays our Africanness, exactly. what plays up our Africanness, yeah. you know what I mean? So yeah. in my case, we just got into uh, Lesotho and um, all the kids were, you know, you know how kids are. So go, feed, tea, all that nonsense. <laughs> so, so I used to get it every single day. And I, um, by the time we moved to the trans guy, I told my parents, look, from now on, you guys call me Benjamin, okay? Benjamin. Yeah. Of all the flipping <laughs> names, bruh, of all the names. So I'm like, no, you guys call me Benjamin. Quit with this Kofi nonsense because I'm sick and tired of getting teased. Do I look like a damn beverage to y'all? <laughs> so, so, so. Well, I mean. I mean, you know. I mean, not me. I mean, I appreciate it. Like, no. ooh, chocolate. Oh Lord, man. I know about the ooh part, but okay. No, even, I'm, I'm even teasing then. the people. Like, you know, yeah, we're gonna get to that. We're gonna get to that. We're gonna get to that. No, we're not actually. No, no we have to because that's, in that's the book. That's in the book. Oh. So, <laughs> so, so yeah. Um, um, I basically, you know, adopted the name Benjamin just just to protect myself as a kid. And by the time I got to college, I realized, you know, wait. Uh, first, like, first of all, it's a goofy name, you know, for me. Um, the last thing any person was probably thinking when they meet me is, oh, Ben, oh, Ben, oh, ben. 
Nah, who Benjamin? Nah, who Benjamin? And exactly, it was exactly that, especially the Eastern Cape. You Ben, who Benjamin? So it, <laughs> it was rough, man. So I was like, you know what? Like, let me just go back to, you know, my name, Kofi. That's who I am. And like, names are very powerful. Mm-hmm. And um, I figured that, look, my, my parents did not give me a Western name for a reason. So um, I needed to honor that and just go back to Kofi and, you know, use that. Never since I've been Kofi, but people who know me from college still call me, college and high school still call me Benjamin. Mm. Um, and yeah, I'm still trying to get them out of that. Mm. Mm. It's interesting, Benjamin, yeah. of all the names. I know, right? It's son, so random, man. Son of the right hand. Oh, yeah. you took it there. Yeah. That's the other thing. Do, do, do you want to jump in or should I? No, no, go ahead. I, go ahead. I, wanted to, I wanted to find out from you. you you're very... You you appear to me as a person who kind of knows himself. In order to write a book about your various thoughts and opinions on things, you have mm-hmm. to have a sense of, I know who I be. Yeah. Your kind kind of situation. So, what 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 are the things that kind of shaped who you became? You know, because with with your music, for example, yeah. uh, you 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 were doing hip hop from the time you were twelve. You were rapping, you know, from that age. Mm. But at some point, you decided I'm going to be rapping about these topics, these topics, and some are off the yeah. table. Yeah. I'm, I'm uh, you know, from yeah. from what I understand. Yeah. So, what are the things that shaped you to to become who you are? Well, um, for the most part, it was it was I guess um, the books that I read. You know, being the son of a librarian, you get exposed to a whole lot of literature. So um, there was even a time in our lives where we didn't even own a TV. He deliberately refused to buy a TV because all he did was his publisher friends would drop books off sometimes and, you know, boxes of books. And that would be your entertainment. So he being your dad, my dad. Yeah. So um, a lot of a lot of it came from there. Um, If I wrote, I wanted it to be something impactful. Um, I wanted it to be something meaningful, and I wanted it to be said in a way that actually made people want to listen to it. Then the other uh, contributing factor would be uh, religion. So I grew up in a Christian home, um, and I'd always been told that you're going to end up in ministry, as they call it nowadays, serving God and serving God's people and all that. So that also played a huge role. Then the older I got and the more I began to do the history um, of, of us as a people in different parts of the continent. That also began to play a role as well because I realized that, look, um, one of the biggest tools of destruction that has been used against our people has been our people. So we come up with the most creative ways of, of expressing ourselves and then someone co-ops that or takes that over mm-hmm. and then uses that against us. So I was like, look, I'm not gonna be one of those people. I would rather use what I've been given to help, you know, um, um, our people, and yes, initially I I did go through my phase where you know I was I was on the you know want to be thug, <laughs> you know, bling rap nonsense. But um, once once I got through that, I wanted to make meaningful music, and that that also helped. Wow. Yeah. In your words, tell us a bit about what your book is about. Um, the book is basically, you know, very. It's your first book, huh? It's my well, um, it's it's my first published, published book. book okay. um, I have a bunch of them just sitting at home that I really don't know what to do with, and I'm not really comfortable releasing. Mm-hmm. Um, but in essence, it's about how men can serve women and how women need to allow men to serve them. Mm-hmm. Uh, so people keep talking about 
the media especially keeps putting out there that, you know, oh, uh, women's liberation, um, the emancipation of women, um, women are taking over, mm-hmm. uh, women are doing it for themselves, women are, um, what's the term? There's a specific term I'm looking for. But, but what, what, when you look at it from an African context, for example, this is nothing new to the African woman, you know? Mm-hmm. Um, it's, it's, it may have been interrupted, but they're basically returning to their place of power. Mm-hmm. Um, it's really nothing new for the African woman. So m- my whole premise was, while you're busy making it in your career, while you're busy making it in business, while you're you know re- rediscovering your strength, your power and all of that, don't forget that you also hold a power over how a man is supposed to treat you. So um, instead of complaining about not being treated right mm-hmm. by your man, also look at what you might be doing that hamstrings him or prevents him from being able to do the things that he would like to do for you. Because there are lots of good guys who have been in situations where they meet a woman, they want to treat her right, but then she sees his, his, his treating her right as weakness. She sees it as unmanliness. She mm-hmm. sees it as um, um, him, him, him allowing her to run roughshod over her. Mm-hmm. And she may treat him with respect as a result of that. So um, the whole book is basically saying, look, recognize the power that you have to create the quality of re- uh, a relationship that you want or to destroy the opportunity to have a quality relationship that you that you have. It's very <clears throat> brave of you, though. Uh, <laughs> yeah, I know. Because when you, when you go into that arena, mm. you, you will either have people who will be yes and amen to yeah. the points in the book, yeah. and you'll be, so, you know, you'll have some people who will pick three fingers in the air yes. and say, no, you did not say. Yeah. So, so how are you, you know, do, is, it, is it a brave move? Have you had, like, backlash? Um, you must have had. Points? Everybody has backlash. Everybody. Listen, we're in the era of backlash yeah, across yeah, the yeah, board. Yeah. You know, 2017 as long as black Twitter doesn't had, like, hashtag move. Yeah, 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 black Twitter, et cetera. Hey, you know, you have, you, he's right. Do you have a, have you felt like you've had a target on your back? Um, not really. Look, um, that, I really didn't write this with the intention of, um, defending myself from anyone or defending my opinion from anyone. It was it was basically, my whole thinking was the people who need to read this will read this. Mm-hmm. The people who, who, who need to hear this will hear this. And the ones who don't want to hear it can, can pass it, you know, like ignore it and let's just, you know, mm-hmm. um, do our separate things. Um, yes, there has been some backlash. And um, interestingly enough, <laughs> like you said, the, the uh, three clicks, uh, you know, because you have some women out there talking about, um, yeah, you're a man. We we don't want to hear what a man has to say about how a woman should conduct herself in a relationship. And I'm like, okay, fine, cool. So let me understand this. You have an issue when a guy oppresses you. Then you have an issue when um, um, a man remains silent about your oppression. Then you have an issue about a man talking about what you can do to help end the the uh, the um, oppression, or how a man can help you end the oppression. All right, which one of these are we going with? Because I'm a mm. guy; I can only move in one direction. Mm. Point me in the right direction; I'll go in that direction. Mm. You know. So, like, um, as much as as much as I don't expect every single person to agree with what I'm saying, let's at least have the conversation from a place of maturity. 
Let's at least hear, you know, why you feel that way about men. Let's hear why you feel that way about relationship. Why do you feel this way about a man's role in your life? Let's talk about that and let's talk about what informed that. And then we can talk about how we can move past it and bring it to a place where you can actually serve each other in a, in a relationship. Interesting. Okay, so, and I think this will probably be the last thing we'll talk about with regards to the book. Okay. Um, what what are you hoping to do with this book? So, you know, when, when you're engaging these kind of conversations uh, with both men and women, mm. what is your hope at the end of the day? What is the aim of that? That's a very good question. Um, I was recently at a, at a talk um, this past weekend, and someone asked me if I thought marriage was still relevant. Mm-hmm. And my answer was, well, um, yeah, relevant to black men. And my answer was yes. My reason for that was the black family now more than ever, the black man now more than ever needs to be either in a committed relationship Mm -hmm. with his woman or um, in a marriage with his woman. If you're in marriage, understand the impact of what you're doing. Marriage is all about wealth. Mm-hmm. And that, at least it should be all about wealth. Mm-hmm. People married to bring wealth into the family. You would go into a woman's home where she was helping to create wealth for her father, for her mother, for her brothers and sisters. Mm-hmm. And then you would pay a bride price as sort of like, please forgive me for taking wealth out of your house. Mm-hmm. You bring that wealth into your home and your family would benefit from that. Now, we look at modern society where black men don't want to commit or black men don't want to get married. Um, and you, you take it a step further, you have the state intervening in their marital affairs. Mm-hmm. So now the state gets to determine whether you're fit to be a parent, you're fit to be um, a spouse, you're fit to be um, um, a, a guardian, as opposed to you putting yourself in a situation where you determine these things and you prove your worth to the people who, who, who will actually benefit from your presence in their lives, if I'm making sense. So um, my, my focus is, when I first wrote the book, it was all about um, someone needs to hear this. Mm-hmm. I'm gonna write it, I'm gonna put it out there. But now the focus is moving more towards um, African relationships black relationships we need to fix each other because right now the rhetoric around black men is they're useless they're players they're jobless Um, all they do is sleep around they're deadbeat dads that's the narrative that the research doesn't really support that but Mm -hmm. but that's the narrative then for a lot of um uh, black guys who don't want to get married the narrative is our women are problematic they don't want to submit um um uh, they're superficial, uh, they're only interested in, in uh, money. That's the narrative. Mm-hmm. There isn't, once again, a lot of evidence to support that, mm-hmm. but that's the perception. So now, how do we fix this? How do we move forward as the black couple? Because black love is a beautiful thing. Initially, I was on, I was on some universal, let's all hold hands and let's all get along. Mm-hmm. But now I'm starting to target it at my people because um, when we're together, it's a beautiful thing. Our children, are beautiful, uh-huh. um, our families are beautiful, our marriages should be beautiful, our relationships should be beautiful. Uh-huh. If I go into a black woman's life, I need to contribute meaningfully into her life. I can't just be going there to smash every single one I come across. Uh-huh. How much destruction am I leaving in my wake? 
Mm. You know, and then we want to turn around and blame other people. So my aim now is how do we start, you know, using our marriages to create and to keep wealth? Mm-hmm. How, you know, yeah. Mm-hmm. Okay, much. the views expressed <laughs> <laughs> by Kofi Ofori Do not represent key yeah. Africans. No, it's no. all good. I have to say, I agree with a lot of what you're saying, but mm-hmm. I disagree with a lot of what you're saying That's as well. Yeah. <clears throat> and I mean, I don't know how you know robust of an engagement we can have on things that you hold ideologically true in that mm-hmm. sense. But um, I have found, for example, that there are generalities that can be made and of course it's you know it's the only way to have a a, a, a real meaningful conversation, conversation is to deal yes. with the bulk and the majority yes. you know um yeah. but from a personal perspective yeah. i find that you know a lot of the narratives that are out about black men mm. especially uh, mm. i'm not sure about women but black men mm. in my world yeah. they're not true they're false mm. um the people that i have around me the majority of them yeah pretty much fly in the face of those stereotypes. Yes. Um, and and um, I find that it's very difficult to be able to draw those kind of generalities and um, and vouch for them, you know, mm. which is why, for me, the approach that you take is a little bit, I'm prickly with it. It's okay. a prickly approach. All right. But what I love about it is that mm. you have the courage of your convictions to yeah. be able to engage the conversation. Yes. You're willing to say, listen, Let's have the conversation. Mm-hmm. Here's my point of view, yeah. and it's out there. Yeah. Let's debate it. Let's interrogate it, yeah. and let's see what's up. Yeah. You know what I mean? Um, because I really don't think those conversations are happening nearly enough. No. You know, there's, yeah. and there's evidence of that everywhere. Mm-hmm. You know, mm-hmm. so at least the conversation needs to happen, especially mm-hmm. among men. Yes, you know, especially among men. Yeah, you know, you're, you're taking the conversation a lot to, as well to because uh, I see every every other day I'm seeing like uh, social media. You having these chats on. Uh, Facebook Live, etc. So that's yeah. the, the, another frontier where you're having yeah. these. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Yeah. I, I, sometimes I spend hours on the on your Instagram, bro. Really? Just, yeah. Listening to the video and going, hmm. <laughs> <laughs> I never thought of that. That's interesting. And then I wish Instagram could do longer posts. <laughs> now that I know you got a Facebook situation yeah. going, I'm yeah. actually going to jump on that because I don't yeah. think I've been to your Facebook okay. on that tip. Yeah. I want to get back to personal things. Let's start with yeah. something very simple. What's your What's your regimen like? What's your daily regimen like? Get day in the life of Coffee Euphoria from waking up to calling it a day. Uh, my weekdays are pretty straightforward. Um, I'm up at four o'clock in the morning. I do a little bit of four. reading. Yeah, it's real, man. What is four? Is four too early for you? <laughs> hey, dude, I'm I'm six o'clock, but four. Yeah, man. yeah. I, yeah, I have to. I have yeah. to. Um, four o'clock in the morning. I'm up. Um, you know, do a little bit of reading. Do a little bit of meditation, um, shoot out of the house, run about quarter to five, fetch my gym partner. We head to the gym, put in about an hour's worth of work, um, head back to the house. We'll drop him off, head back to the house, uh, do the morning videos. After the morning videos, say goodbye to the kids, um, either drop them off at school, or my partner does that. And uh, yeah, like the day starts, head off to my nine to five. Eight to five, rather. Mm. <laughs> um, no, we we all call them nine to fives. So yeah, that's kind of like the generic term for yeah. us. It's a nine to five. Like, no, you put in an hour extra. <laughs> <laughs> you know, you know, you know, you know just a nice little hour. Keeping day. it all the way real. <laughs> yeah, I mean, look, if we were to keep it real, it could be an eight to eight. eight you to know eight, what I mean? Yeah, it could go there. Yeah, you know, you know. So, so, um, yeah. But go ahead. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. Nine to five, and then after that. After that, um, uh, I'm a. So I have different interests. 
Uh, I'm a Bitcoin miner and investor. So really, yeah, I have no idea about this Bitcoin thing. Eh? Oh, yeah, for real, it's also, it just it boggles yeah. my mind. We need yeah. to have a conversation because I'm hearing Africa needs Bitcoin. Listen, this is what I'm hearing. Listen, yeah, opportunities. You need to school me, bro. This is the time. Seriously, you need to school me. So, so um, I'm doing that, um, and I basically, you know, uh, do education on that. A little bit of education on that. Mm -hmm. I. Uh, um, even got my kids involved in it, so yeah. Nice. Um, mm. Do a little bit of reading, if I had the time. Spend time with the family. Um, and yeah, um, coaching, I, I tend to leave for the weekends. Um, I see a few clients uh, weekends. And any other engagements that I may have. I pretty much work Sunday to Sunday. Um, mm. Mm. There are no real days off, uh, but that's... That's my life in a nutshell. Yeah. Nice. And how much of that is immersed in music? Um, lately, not a lot. Um, I haven't written in almost two years. No, a year and a half. Mm. How about listening to it? Listening every single day. Yeah. Every single morning. Are you listening to it now? Uh, I'm like I'm getting my ratchet on, man. Like, <laughs> I am seriously. Yeah. Getting What's my... your definition? Because like om, for me, for me, um, my dollar sign om. is not ratchet. Yeah. Om. Om. Oh. I, I am oming it up. Like, Yo, gom is, gom is a problem, eh? It's a problem. Gom, you know, I, you I, I looked at Gom from a distance. I was like, nah. And then, and then it was like this little poke on yeah, your neck. You know, and it just you find your neck doing this. You feel like a sellout. Next thing, your little your leg is doing a little bit of a, you know, and then you feel like a sellout. Like, you feel like a sellout. Like, How's oh this music goodness. getting into me like this? You know, the spirits of uh, uh, Biggie and Pac should never see me doing this. <laughs> <laughs> Pac would be so disappointed. turning right like, now dude. in an empty grave because Pac is still alive somewhere. Man. You know, and then my kids. Okay, so Gom is you, you're in there. Um, um, my kids have me listening to like Ao and Teo. I am so ashamed of myself. Okay, I don't yeah. know what Ao and Teo that, is. Please that Rolly song. All I have for one, it was a Rolly. Yes, oh I can. my okay. gosh, yeah, I yeah, hate that song. This is my kids, same WhatsApp group. But it's stuck in my head. <laughs> Lil Uzi Vert. They got me listening. Lil Uzi Vert. Yeah, yeah, I listened to some Lil Uzi Vert. Oh myself. man. And, yeah. and then, um, yeah, um, apart from that, I love what's happening on the local hip-hop scene, or yeah. rap scene, rather, let me say. Mm -hmm. um, I love I love the guys who were taking risks, uh, guys like Cuesta, um, guys like... Um, look, Casper, I respect his hustle, um, mm -hmm. a.k.a. Um, I respect his hustle as well. Um, you know, uh, Stogie is back holding it down for, mm -hmm. for heads, uh, but just a reinvigorated, reinterpreted kind of situation. So I love what's happening on the local scene. I love the fact that SA is getting recognition on its own steam. Um, I wish more guys would take those kinds of, you know, risks, but you know, it is what it is. The business is what it is. Hmm. Uh, but yeah, um, as long as it's local, usually hmm. that's what I want to listen to. I'm not really trying to mess with a lot of stuff from overseas right now. Hmm. Now your, your profile, let's say past three, three years or so, it's yeah. just like, so we, we see a lot, I mean, you're, you're on talk shows on national TV, sharing your thoughts on stuff. You're on, as I said earlier on, a lot of commercials. You're, you're, your exposure is out there. And um, you're also kind of like a private guy. Yeah. You know? So <laughs> how are you managing that conflict in a, in a sense? Because you're, you, you know, there's a lot of uh, attention on you right now. And you, you know, ad ad addressing it and getting engaged in it, mm. but at the same time trying to shy away from it. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So how are you how are you doing that balancing act? Um, How's that going? Like, to be very honest with you, 
I actually don't feel it. Oh. Um, no, seriously, because, you know, for starters, I don't really watch TV. So I don't really see myself. Um, I saw myself for the first time on TV at a friend's place. Um, there was a soccer match playing, and then I saw the the uh, the uh, beer ad. The, uh, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. 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 It's fine. As, okay. as long as they don't have competitors giving us money. Okay, all right. Then you can say their name. Black Label. Uh, Carlin Black Label. So, like, that was the first time I actually saw myself on TV. Oh, it was a dope ad, though. Um, oh, brilliant ad. Yeah, yeah. yeah Jono. Um, yeah. Oh, flip. Phenomenal team. Hmm. Um, and... Uh, yeah, so I don't really um, see myself like that, mm. firstly. And then secondly, with the book, with uh, Real Talk, um, most of the... The only time I really realize that something's going on is usually after a show when maybe um, I get more followers and more comments. Mm. And then, yeah, you know, I respond. Um, Facebook Live, um, when I do my thing, it's like... It's like I'm speaking to family. Um, mm -hmm. My whole thing is notes to my brother, notes to my sister, note to self. So it feels like I'm talking to family. Mm -hmm. And once I'm done with that, I can I can sort of like, you know, move on with the rest of my day uh, because I have an eight to five that keeps me busy, keeps mm -hmm. me focused on other mm -hmm. things. So I never really, um, apart from the few people who may stop me in the in the uh, corridors of work on some like, oh, we saw that, we saw that. Like I don't really mm -hmm. um, okay. feel it. Mm. Uh, my kids, the same. Like they, they don't really see it on TV. And when they do, it's like, oh, okay, well, you got, you, oh, you got another one. Okay, nice. <laughs> <laughs> just another. Yeah, just play that Rolly Rolly song, and you're good. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? So, just another day it. in the life of dad. Yeah. That's actually when I asked Chilu about that, about his voiceover stuff. I was mm. like, how do you feel sometimes when you're watching TV, and then you see your your ads back to yes, back, Chilo. like three, one at a time, back like, to back, like on the radio. There's dad's voice again. Oh, there's dad's voice, and that's there's dad's voice, voice again. again. <laughs> you know, and he's like, ah, nah, you know. Not, not watching a lot of Netflix, so I, there's no hope for seeing, <laughs> you know, hearing my voice. Hey, listen, I all. have big plans for key Africans. <laughs> Keep your Netflix subscription on. <laughs> this, this, so, go ahead. Speaking of no, this this, this crossed my mind early on. Mm -hmm. Game of Thrones. Mm -hmm. uh, Game of Thrones. Yes. Yes, yeah, yeah, yeah. That dude, the maester dude, the guy who's always yeah. in the library with the books. Yes. Yeah. When you said that, you know, your dad you know, switched off the TV subscription yeah. or whatever and was just books and now, yeah. that's what I was picturing. Right? <laughs> dude, like, you you said the maester. You weren't far off, man. You weren't far off. <laughs> Jimmy, your mind is a problem. Bro. You were not far off, man. <laughs> I'll never see that dude the same as you. Dude. <laughs> Just like, yeah, like just like give him some melanin and uh, yeah, cut the yeah, hair. There we go. There <laughs> You're good to go. Have you done movies? You haven't done movies. Right? Um, I've done one so far. What movie is, is it? Out? Uh, no, it's not out yet. Um, okay. um, I believe uh, they're currently working on some stuff in LA. Um, I'm not sure if it's distribution or marketing, but yeah, yeah, uh, okay, yeah, it's coming out. Kenny, so. who's our mutual friend as well, he directed uh, one of our videos. And he recently directed an ad that you were in. Yeah. Um, and he was uh, saying, you know, off the record, he was just mm. saying, this guy should get into movies because mm. he's got the look that people like directors are looking for. So oh, thank you. Well, listen, yeah. Black Panther's doing its thing. John Kanye and them have done their thing. Ooh, yeah. So I think, you know what? I think Africans who are on screen are about to, they're about to see a new dawn, man. Yeah. Oh, An yeah. even better one, I think. It's yeah. time. Who motivates the motivator? Um, when you when you trying to when you're feeling down and you're low and you're trying to hear something that'll perk you up make you feel good who do you listen to 
Well, firstly, um, watch. I don't really see myself as a motivator. So, uh, um, yeah, and and as far as as far as motivating me, my kids, because um, flip, they keep me on point, um, and when I'm not, they let me know. So mm-hmm. that's the most honest feedback you'll ever get, and. By the same token, um, the pressure of having to model sort of like the right things um, for them and mm-hmm. to them uh, kind of keeps me going as well. Um, nice. Yeah. I, when I need to be refreshed, when I need to be replenished, um, just anyone, anyone really mm-hmm. um, can can fill me. Like Chilo might send me a text and you know say some random that he doesn't even realize, <laughs> you know, the, yeah. the significance of and. Uh, that'll do something for me. Um, mm-hmm. Maybe watching TV, listening to a song, I'll hear something that'll get me going. So um, it's different sources. The people nice. who 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 um, engage on my posts, for example, uh, I, I even posted the other day that you know people think it's a one-way um, flow of information. Mm-hmm. It's actually two-way because I learn from them as well. Okay. Um, a lot of a lot of their experiences, a lot of uh, their their testimonies, a lot of their stories actually give me greater insight, greater perspective. And sometimes like just make me feel grateful for the space that I'm in right now because it's it's rough out there. People are going through a lot out there. And mm-hmm. when you realize that um, some people are carrying bigger crosses than you, trust me, you <laughs> you stop yeah. moping around really quickly. Great point. Great point. Before, before we, I know we're about to go to rapid fire, this just crossed my mind. Do you get to a, a situation where some of the things that you've committed to your book, for example, mm. um, they're out there. That's what you, your, your beliefs and your thoughts are. Then you have somebody who challenges you in a, in a debate, in a conversation that mm. makes you relook what, what you committed to the book. Um, you know, what happens then? Do you, do, you, <laughs> do you know it's on paper, it's published, I need to stick to this, this way of thinking? Or, you know, do you, are you flexible to... Well, um... The way I wrote the book, um, I hope that I was able to put across um, a clear distinction between principles, universal principles, and my opinion. So um, opinions are dynamic things. Um, I'm human. I'm allowed to change my mind. But principles, I mean, like, for example, like the law of gravity, that's not going to change anytime soon. You can work around it, but it still exists. So um, I try to focus more on principle than my actual opinion. Yesterday, um, I went off on a little tirade even, and uh, I ended up apologizing this morning because I was just like, look, <laughs> mm. you know. Like, my bad. That's just how I felt. Yeah, yeah. yeah. You get what I'm saying? Yeah. But um, I need to be living according to principle and yeah. not my emotions. Yeah. So yeah. <clears throat> it was yet another, um, <clears throat> yeah. sorry. I'm, I'm with fine. you. you know, yeah. while, while you're doing this, like me with Black Panther. Mm. <laughs> I went to the red, Black Panther, A, B, C, D. Mm. And, you know, two days have passed. I'm like, wait a minute. <laughs> 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 yeah, you know, should I go back and say, okay, people, you know, mm. I'm scrolling steadily into Black Panther world. Mm. And, you know, I'm appreciating well, this for what it's Social is. media does that, right? It gives mm. you the impression that you can't change your mind. Your mind. Yeah. It gives you the it gives you the impression that when someone says something yeah. today, that yeah. that's that that's everything this person yeah. is. Yeah. This person is all those yeah. things that were in one tweet. Yeah. That's yeah. what represents the yeah. entire existence of this human being. Yeah. Yeah. Only to find that wait, there's more. And it might be multi-layered. It yeah. may be last this one on that. Mm-hmm. 
Obama. I watched this dude before he said he was going to stand for president when he was senator and stuff. I, I was randomly <clears throat> flicking channels. I see him on, I think he was on Fox. Mm-hmm. And uh, he was talking about, um, you know, how, you know, he's grateful. They asked him, are you going to be, pre- you know, stand for presidency? No, blah, 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 blah. Then months later, then they interviewed him and they said, this is what you said when you were on the show. Mm-hmm. Then they play the clip. Yeah. And then he says, no, I've changed my mind. <laughs> <laughs> it's really it's that true. simple. It's that simple. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I also feel like you can't, change, yeah. hmm, you can't put out any creative work in the public domain for interrogation mm. and not be malleable, you know, especially if yeah, you're a creative yeah, yeah, yeah. And, yes. and, and and us MCs, rappers, mm. we are the most sensitive. We, I mean, next to comedians, I guess. Mm. We have got the cushiest place mm. in our ego and in our sense of like, when it's out there and it's getting critiqued, mm. yeah. hey man, you got to let it live its own life. Yeah, People yeah. have to interrogate it. They have to throw it against the wall, yeah. rip it up to shreds. Yeah. Yeah. And when it comes back to you, then you get to decide what happens from there. That's yeah. on you, you yeah. know? Yeah. But when it's out there and it's on them, hey man, that's on them. Exactly. You know? And you can only be true to yourself at any given moment um, as best as you can in that moment. Yeah. You know, anything else further than that, hey amen. You can't, you, you know, there's nothing you can do about that. Well said, and, yeah. And, and, and something that I really live by is is the uh, the um, perspective of how, how you take it has got nothing to do with what I intended mm-hmm. when I sent it out there. So mm-hmm. so um, a lot of the time people will, will re, um, induce meaning into it mm-hmm. that, that I never even meant to convey. So, mm-hmm. so I also bear that in mind. Um, yeah. And also, like as much as possible, I just try to live by the ethos of um, really think what you're saying through mm-hmm. before you say anything. You know, measure your words, count your words carefully yeah. before you say them because, like, they have power. Yeah. So, um, yeah, like that's mm-hmm. where like being malleable comes in because sometimes you'll say things in the in the heat of the moment um, that you really mean. Mm-hmm. You really mean, but because you didn't measure your words, you now have to go back and. You know, reclaim them. Like, yeah, that was my house. <laughs> I'll take that off. I'll take that off and really edit sorry, this. But, yeah. So. Yeah. Okay. Cool. I think we should go into the rapid fire. Actually, no. Let me ask you one more question rapid before fire. we get into. Yeah, rapid yeah, fire. Yeah, is, yeah, I'll, I'll explain that. I'll explain that. <laughs> yeah. When you hear anything to do with rapid and speed, you get worried. Sheesh. And anything to do with fire and anything that oh, fire. Sweet. Now you combine okay. the two, it's a problem. Yeah. But what I want to ask you is about just real quick in terms of home. Mm. Um, as somebody who's traveled around a lot yeah. and as someone who's, who views the continent the way you view it, yeah. uh, where do you view as home? Um, um, and and is, that even, is that even a real thing for you where it's a geographic thing? No, no. Um, look, I was always a bookworm growing up. I've always lived in my head. Um, I've lived in my writing. Um, so, so there is that. And then secondly, wherever my kids, wherever my family is, I'm good. Um, as it is, my parents are based in the UK, sometimes in Ghana. My older sister is based in the States. Younger sister is based in the UK. Mm-hmm. Four, four, uh, three of my brothers are based here in SA. One is based in Ghana. So um, there is no geographic mm-hmm. limitation for me. I, I, but as far as where my heart's at, um, it would have to be SA because mm-hmm. SA has given the most to me um, in terms of uh, experiences. Uh-huh. And my career was born here. My, um, I became a man here. Uh-huh. So, so SA has my love, has my um, loyalty. Um, Ghana, Ghana, definitely, I'm a patriot. Uh-huh. But SA has given me the most. 
Mm. I can totally so, relate. Mm. Thanks, so, bro. so, 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 black star. Well, black stars versus Bafana in a game. Who are you rooting for? A black star now. <laughs> <laughs> Actually, neither man. Get, yeah, neither. Yeah, you're like neither. Street, not right like, now. No, yeah, sure. right Nigeria. Now. I'd rather go with Nigeria. Real talk. <laughs> yeah, Ghana Bafana. I'm going for Nigeria. <laughs> yeah. Nigeria. All right, let's get into the rapid fire. Okay, so I'm going to ask you all, Chilu, because I, I, I always ask, and now it's Chilu's no, turn. Okay. Okay, okay, fine, we'll split no, them as you. All right, cool. We'll ask you a question, yeah. a very simple question. <clears throat> yeah. It'll have an option, either A or B. Okay. You get to choose which one, A or B, or neither. Whatever wow. comes to your mind, wow. you just go with what you feel. Wow. If you feel nothing, okay. then feel nothing. Okay. There's, there's no right wrong here. No uh, if what pops in your mind is a curse word or a swear word, then that's fine too. <laughs> you know, it we it is what it is. We okay. don't, you know, we don't discriminate out here. Right. Yeah, and it's that's why it's rapid and um good luck, bro. Fire. Thank you. Intelligence or empathy? Empathy. Hmm. Do you wanna know why or do No, I'm good. Right, Unless cool. you want to explain. Um no, not really. <laughs> <laughs> Number two. Yeah. Arsenal. We, we already spoken should... about this one, huh? Oh, yeah, we have, eh? Because he told us. <clears throat> yeah, yeah. Yeah, okay, so we'll cross the number two. It's going to be Arsenal or Chelsea. Oh, And okay. we know where you are. Yeah. Neither. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> okay, you go for the third one. Jay-Z or Diddy? Jay. Really? All day. And okay. why? Jay. Okay. Um, you know, someone said to me, why do you consider Jay-Z the greatest rapper of all time? Because mm. at the time, that's what I said. And I was yeah. like, how can you not consider Jay-Z the greatest rapper yeah. of all time? The, the, do you know what I mean? Like, oh, oh. it's one of those where I wouldn't answer the question with a counter question. Mm. But with that one, it makes perfect sense. Mm. Like, why would you yeah. ever take that position away mm. from it's Jay? Just, it's, it's so weird that when you said Jay-Z or Diddy... You you were thinking from a rap perspective. I was thinking from an entrepreneurial mm. perspective because yeah. sometimes yeah. you forget that yeah. you know, at the core of them, the mm. you know artists. But but that's why I respect Jay even more. Yeah. Because Diddy from the start came out as an entrepreneur. Yeah. You know people forget that. I mean like yes, he that's was a, a dancer. That's a good point. Yeah. He was a that's dancer a, and all that yeah, stuff. Yeah. But when but when he like Jay came. What he yeah. really got famous for was Biggie. You know he oh, yeah, brought Biggie yeah. out. He brought yeah. Craig out. Mm-hmm. So so um uh Jay came in as an MC first. And you know, um yeah, yeah. like he talks about the street side and all that, but the way he caught up mm. and and in many cases even kept eclipsing Diddy mm-hmm. from yeah. time to time mm-hmm. speaks a lot to the um a lot about the man's um you know strength, his his willpower, his vision, mm-hmm. his 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 thought process, his his punch on for uh, strategy. Like Jay is a strategist of note, taking nothing away from Diddy, but to get where you've gotten as quickly as you have and to make the kind of connections you've made, mm-hmm. you know, and silently too, without even boasting about it, just silently. Well, he boasts. Well, every now and then. Every now and then. Obama on the text. <laughs> yeah, exactly. exactly. <laughs> you know, I mean, just, even Barack had to drop a mic. He was, you, know. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? So, I mean, you know. All but, right, this is, yeah. this is now turning into like, Crawl fire. So let me, <laughs> let's right. move on. But yeah, great points, by the way. Yeah. Uh, you want to move on to the next one? Or must I get it? No, you take it. Sexiness take it. or beauty? Sexiness. Really? Mm. Beauty you know, fades, my... man. Yeah, that's a good one. Beauty fades. And beauty's like, man, it's like, beauty's so subjective um, in terms of, yeah, I mean, it's mm. not the beholder, but. But sexiness, you you influence people. 
you influence people. You can walk into a room and no one has even seen you and just speak and they're like, whoa! Okay. <laughs> <laughs> you go so Chilu, Chilu, you, you, you know, you're sexy. Well, apparently. you know, I have my moments. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I'll take the last one, right? Mm. Oh, sorry, just, let me just add a little oh, yeah, bit okay, of cool, a, cool. to the rapid fire. Mm. Uh, Beauty seems to be quite standardized these days, mm. whereas sexy comes across as an extremely, ob- I mean, subjective thing. Mm. It's very individual based. Mm. I find something very specific sexy, and I think everyone will agree on what's mm. beautiful, right? Mm. So it's, okay, next one. Mm. Yeah. All right, so love or power? Same thing. Mm. Same thing. Love is power. Okay. Yeah. I'll oh. take both. Yeah. Mm. All right. Okay. We're done here. We're dropping the mic. Yeah, no, All that's right. it. Coffee for your boy thing, bro. Thank you so much for coming to Key Africans Unlocked. Thanks for having I'm me. I'm really happy that we have a song together. Yeah, <laughs> man. And it happened before you became Coffee for your boy thing. I don't know what you're talking about, <laughs> And now I'm even doubly happy that we have a podcast together. After yeah, you man. became Coffee over reporting. God bless you, my brother, and your family. Thank you. Thank you, sir. All of them across the globe. Enjoy you, your sir. next uh, family get together on Skype. <laughs> <laughs> May you guys, you know, continue to grow, multiply, and be successful. Um, yeah, and bless, man. I look forward to our next creative collaboration, man. I look forward to it too, sir. Dope. May we all be blessed. Thank you. Yeah. <laughs> the f- ah.